we're hearing from a lot of uh, TTC operators that and their families that they're worried about their health, especially when it comes to buses. You know, the new streetcars, you're closed off. There's plexiglass between you and the driver. It, same deal when it comes to subways. But bus is still a point where it's very easy to get close up with somebody who potentially could be carrying COVID-19. Joining us on the line right now, Stuart Green, uh, who is a TTC spokesperson. Welcome to the show, Stuart. It's been a while. It has, Kelly. Hi, thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. So what are you hearing from your TTC operators? Because I understand they are worried about their safety. Yeah, and understandably so. I mean, you know, our operators are out there doing incredible work in in very challenging times, getting people where they need to go. A lot of people still are going to work, doing essential service work to keep the supply chain going, uh, you know, to keep health facilities up and running. Some people need to go out and get groceries. Some people, you know, have have errands they need to run. Uh, So our our operators are out there doing incredible work at this time. So, uh, you know, we absolutely appreciate all of the work that they're doing. Um, You know, the buses are bit different as you say the buses are a bit different from streetcars and subways um, in the sense that the operators in those vehicles are isolated on buses um, you know what we've done now is we've uh, we've limited boarding to the rear doors only uh, the operators do have a, a large plexiglass shield that we are encouraging them to close uh, mm-hmm. we've blocked off the seats behind directly behind the operators um, we've got you know reminder notices on our vehicles and throughout the system to you know uh, keep a keep that safe f- uh, physical distance as best you possible Possibly can uh, on all of our vehicles, um, and you know we're 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 working with you know with the employer representatives through the Joint Health and Safety Committees through ATU one one three, and and you know we're getting them other supports, we're getting them the the mater- uh, the, uh, the equipment that they need, so so the uh, supplies and things like uh, wipes and hand sanitizer, all of that is supplied to them. Uh, the, they're supplied with gloves. Um, they, of course, they're able to wear masks if they want to wear masks. So we you know th- this is very much a work in progress, uh, and you know we we. We're we're looking at, you know, examples from everywhere around the world in terms of how we can make uh, the public transit system safe for them as well as our customers. And what are the best examples that you've seen, ones that you're maybe uh, planning on implementing? Yeah, so as I say, I mean, you know, we've, we've now blocked off the seats right behind the operators. That was that was a request that came from the operators themselves. The front door bo- the front door boarding now is only uh, when when people need the accessibility ramp. Um, so that that is that's a limitation there that we've we've implemented as well. Some other agencies were doing that. Uh, you know, as I say, you know, the, the the trick for us, of course, is that we still need to meet, move people around. One of the biggest challenges that we've had in the last week or so, uh, or a couple of weeks, is um, in areas uh, employment areas in the city where there are people that are doing shift work. So, for example, mm-hmm. you know, uh, large numbers of people coming in for, say, 7 a.m. for a particular shift. Um, so what we're doing in response to that is is something that we, we wouldn't typically do, and that is redeploying uh, buses on, a, on an urgent need basis. So, uh, you know, an operator will call in and say, hey, you know, there's a really busy stop at, uh, you know, at, at Jane and Steele's, for example. Um, uh, you know, we need more buses out here. We will immediately, uh, you know, scramble buses that, that, that are on routes that aren't quite Quite as busy and put them out into those routes and that's a short-term measure only because those are very you know congested times of day in very specific locations so we get out there and, and we address that congestion. Stuart are you limiting the amount of people that would go on a bus because I'm thinking it, honestly it, how do you safely distance uh, from other people on a bus I, I would imagine at tops I mean I've, I'm hearing limits of possibility of 10 people I'm like I'd feel safer with maybe six. 
Yeah. So again, this this is this is something that's been raised. The 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 challenge that we have there uh, would be that we are then asking our employees to put themselves in harm's way in a sense by trying to mandate those uh, and and regulate those numbers. So I, I'm not saying it's not something we we were thinking about or something that we wouldn't do. What I'm saying is that if if we ask our operators, and this is similar to fair disputes, our operators do not mm-hmm. get involved in fair disputes. We would not want them to be uh, the people that are sort of having to monitor that because uh, they could end up, uh, you know, in a very uncomfortable situation. So, um, you know, that that's something we'd have to think long and hard about. What we really need people to do is to use yeah. their best judgment, right? We need people to, if, if a bus has an uncomfortable n- number of people on it, and we have two different sizes of bus, you know, the 40-foot and the 60-foot, if, if you are not able to get on that bus and practice good social distancing, wait for the next bus. We know where those areas are, and we keep getting that information. We are sending extra buses out there. Are you telling your operators to drive by crowded spots? Uh, that is happening. Uh, there are cases mm-hmm. where, but that is not unusual from any other time of year. Uh, if a bus has too many people on it and the operator cannot safely uh, operate the vehicle, they, they can bypass stops. That's something that they are allowed to do. Well, Stuart, I appreciate your time today. It's uh, Boy, it's quite a dilemma, and I get it. Safety first, but how do you yeah. uh, maintain that safety when we're dealing with members of the public that all have yeah. ideas, different ideas of what a safe distance is and it, how it applies or doesn't apply to them? Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure, Kelly. Thank you.